Hey guys, it's Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. You know, this month, my wife and I are celebrating our 12th wedding anniversary, so I was looking at some pictures uh, from our wedding from 12 years ago, and I how good I look in that tuxedo from Leon Tailoring. Not just me, but all my groomsmen as well. And so if you got a big formal event or a wedding this fall, or maybe wedding next spring, think about our good friends over at Leon Tailoring. Larry, Norm, Kim, and Judy would be happy to see you. I'm happy to make you look as good today as I did 12 years ago. Well... It'll almost look as good as me as 12 years ago. I'm just kidding. So we're going to buy Leon Tailoring. They'll be happy to see you. 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. All right, check one. All right, we take a phone. Let's talk to uh, him and Mayor Tom McDermott, also candidate for the U.S. Senate. Uh, so, Tom, uh, you're out here, Marin County. What brings you here today? Get, get out to vote, you know. I mean, it's all about turnout at this point right now. Election Day is today, quite frankly. I mean, Election Day has been for the last two weeks. But, you know, obviously I got to get to the state's largest county and, uh, and talk to the voters in line. So, What are you telling people this uh, final day? Thank you. Just thank you for voting and thank you for the support. Honestly, I mean, at this point, I've been campaigning for 14 months, so I don't think there's much. I could do at this point. It's like the day before a big final exam or, you know, I wasn't the kind of guy that was studying the night before. I got my job done. I did. I honestly, like, I'm very reflective, obviously, at the end of the campaign. I know I did a great job. I left it all in the field and it's up to the voters now. Uh, how is early voting right now? You guys got any, any data, any thoughts on how early voting has been going in Indiana for the past 30 days and change? You know, you're probably talking to the wrong guy in my campaign. One of the things I pride myself on is I, I, uh, I've been the candidate and I leave the business decision to the team. And quite frankly, I know they're pouring over the numbers, but I just focus on shaking hands and talking to the voters. And, you know, I'm not trying to be dismissive of your question, Abdul. It's just I think one of the really good things I do as a, as a leader of Hammond is I, I don't micromanage a team at all. I give them goals and they go off and do it and I leave the details to them so I'm probably the wrong person to ask about that. If this doesn't go your way, is there a particular message that you think your campaign has uh, has conveyed to people? Well, you know, and I appreciate that. that's a great question. I think that uh, what I hope is if it's if I'm not successful, that it's close and that we prove to people across the country that Indiana is not a deep red state, that we're a purple state and that we used to win here and we're going to win here again. And hopefully if, if I'm not successful and I want to be successful, but if I'm not, hopefully it's close enough where we give the National Democrats you know, some belief that we could win in Indiana again, and they don't have any belief. They, they didn't give me two seconds of attention, and it's because they think that Indiana's a foregone conclusion, and I, and I don't feel that way. So hopefully that's the message we convey. Well, kind of a follow-up to that, if, uh, if, if it doesn't go your way and it also uh, doesn't go uh, Frank Mervan's way, what, is that, what does that say? I don't think that's going to happen, I'll be honest with you. I'm from the region. I know that there's a lot of attention being focused on the 1st Congressional District, and I expect Frank Mervan to win handily being honest with you so like I don't really get into conspiracy theories and I'm not trying to disrespect your question but like you know I hear a lot of people talking about the first congressional district and that's where I've grown up and and you know as a government official so I feel like I know it pretty well and I don't really believe the national narrative that Congressman Mervan's in trouble I just don't so I think he's going to win easily and prove to the nation and prove to Indiana that the first congressional district's a democratic district. What are your, what are your thoughts on the Secretary of State's race because it seems like those U.S. Senate and the Secretary of State have been the sort of the two big sort of sucking all the oxygen out of the room in Indiana these days. Mm -hmm. I think that, uh, you know, I, I was county chairman for five years in Lake County, and I, I've had races where we had bad candidates before, and I noticed that bad candidates have a tendency to stink up the entire ticket. And I think that Diego is that candidate in the Republican ticket, and it's I think that he's turned a lot of voters off. Uh, and, and I think if you're going to split your ticket, you'll split your ticket in multiple races. So I think that Diego is a problematic candidate for the Republican Party, for sure. 
So what are you gonna do after the election tomorrow? I'm going on vacation. I'm, I'm putting it on right. I'm putting it on the record right now. I don't care if I'm up two votes, down two votes. I'm going on vacation with my wife tomorrow. We're going to California and uh, we're gonna enjoy our, our uh, anniversary together and her birthday. So I don't, you know, if you need to reach me, I'll be available by Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, Tom. Thank thanks. You. Thanks for waiting, guys. Sorry, I was like, thanks, brother. I like that shirt. I got one myself. Well, we're outside the city county building downtown in Naples. We're talking to uh, the Democratic Secretary of State candidate, uh, Destiny Wells. So, Destiny, how are you feeling uh, about 24 hours to go and some change? I am ready for it. I'm ready for tomorrow. We're super excited. We really like the data that we're seeing. We like the turnout numbers across the state. Um, some of that reporting is catching up, and we are seeing um, numbers comparable to 2018. Uh, and so we are positioned really well going in tomorrow. Uh, Obviously, uh, your opponent, Diego Morales, had some more controversy as of late, accusations of voter fraud. Uh, what, what do you think about just how this whole thing has been going? It seems like, uh, as I jokingly said, it's like a Mel DeMarcos, one shoe after another after another has been dropping. Right. You know, and it's just been so much drama and baggage that it's been a distraction to the race. And if you're much of a distraction now, what are you going to be when you get in office? And so we have had a lot of Republicans coming to us saying that they have voted for us. Former Republican elected officials, even former leadership within the state house, um, are supporting our race. And so we just feel that when it comes to Republican support, we're only seeing the tip of the iceberg and we are ready to see those results tomorrow. Uh, one of the criticisms about your campaign has been uh, not so much Secretary of State's part, but your position on abortion, maybe some of the social issues, uh, that's sort of been a, a distraction uh, away from the sort of the Secretary of State and what it does. Are you asking about me? Yeah. You know, I mean, like when we've highlighted those issues, we were wanting to draw attention to the fact that what we are seeing coming out of the state house as terms of in terms of legislation is not reflective of where Hoosiers are, and um, what that has to do with voting and turnout numbers, gerrymandering. Uh, you know, it was all. Uh, this race has been a lot of civic education, and um, I think it's been surprising across the nation to find out how removed people are um, from the uh, elections, uh, electoral process, and it's been a privilege to be able to get out there and um, talk that piece to Hoosiers. So what are you going to do after Election Day? I'm going to take my kids to school, <laughs> Abdul, <laughs> um, and I'm going to tender a letter to the Secretary of State's office uh, saying we're ready to transition. All right. Desi Wells, always good talk. Thank you very much. Thanks, Abdul. All right, now you got a ton of stuff to do there, so I will let you get it done. Yeah, we're going to um, actually... The one we're taking from us talk to is Zanae Brooks. Uh, she is a Democratic candidate for state auditor. Uh, it does seem like uh, your race has gotten a lot of attention. It seems like the U.S. Senate and Secretary of State's race sure. have sort of sucked up, all, sucked up all the oxygen and nitrogen and helium out of the room. Yeah. Uh, what do you hear about your race, in particular with uh, Hoosiers outside of Indianapolis? It's a lot of uh, explaining the, what the auditor does, what the treasurer does, which is typical, like the business functions are the unsung heroes or the thankless positions. But the more we talk about it and kind of connect the dots to social issues, to our financial situation, people are waking up and trying to understand what this office really means and what it could do. Uh, how do you connect uh, the auditor's office to social issues? Yeah, it really goes down to what you're investing in. Like, are you really using your money to address, you know, the biggest issues that our state faces. I was in Gary, Indiana yesterday, wanted to make a stop. There's no resources there, right? And so how are we really trying to help people in our communities like Gary or some of our uh, rural our rural cities? If you get elected, what are your top three priorities? Um, 
transparency but and I know that's a buzzword but in the way that we're really telling the story of like how our money is impacting communities we need a transparency report that says you we gave you two million dollars what did you do with it what's the impact of that that's the first thing one the second thing is working with our county auditors because a lot of them are just behind the times when it comes to financial resources and having the technology that they need and the last thing is making sure that we have diversity so diversity in the office diversity and who we're doing business with making sure everybody's represented at the table so what are we doing after election day sleeping for a little <laughs> bit and then transitioning out of my job at cummins into the state house all right today brooks always good talk thank you very much thank uh you. talking to Seth jessica mcclellan uh democratic candidate for state treasurer so jessica uh what brings you here today well here in indy to thank voters for voting to encourage them to um stay involved and to let them know that we're on the ticket and we're we're here to listen if they have any last minute questions we're here uh Obviously, the Secretary of State's race is taking a lot of attention. The U.S. Senate race is taking a lot of attention. Yeah. Uh, how's your race going? My race is going good, man. People are people haven't really paid attention to the treasurer's race until this year. I mean, I, I love being a treasurer and I love spreading the word about what the office does. So we're getting people excited about it. Uh, what are your uh, three priorities if you get elected? Um, well, we need to have safe and secure investments. Um, we need to have transparency. And we really need to get the programs that are in the treasurer's office where there's money on the table for local communities. We need to get a treasurer who's a champion of that office and get those programs to local communities. Uh, one thing, uh, Cynthia, the attorney general brought this up recently. Uh, he was talking about uh, sort of that uh, environmental, sort of social conscious investing, yeah. based in a letter to some of Indiana's, like, you know, banks saying, hey, you know what, you guys can't do this. you got to put the taxpayers' money forward. What do you think about all that? Or is that the attorney general's purview at all? Um, that is a, there is a trend, a national trend of treasurers to uh, weaponize um, quote-unquote woke investing. And that's all that that is. Um, find safe and secure financial investments for long-term stability for our uh, Indiana's taxpayer dollars are the best way to go. Um, criminalizing something that like like um, reinvestment in, in renewable energies is, is not what the direction Indiana, Indiana needs to be going. So what are you going to do the day after the election? Uh, the day after the election, yeah, I'm, I'm collecting property taxes. So day after the election, I'm going back to work at the county, at Monroe County, um, collecting Monroe County property taxes until Thursday. So don't forget to pay your taxes, everybody. All right. Thank you. Yeah, thanks a lot. This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.